0: having sex all day and keeping the moment juicy all day, it's simple, but it is profound, especially as the feminine, because it helps me to switch back and forth many times throughout the day, speaking to priming your nervous system as the feminine, most of us (laughs) are needing to get into that receptive mode in order to have fulfilling sex. And so when you do this many times throughout the day, you're jumping back and forth. We call it energetic agility from the masculine to feminine. Okay, back to work mode. It's easier to make it happen more quickly whenever you want. You are listening to The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi.
1: What is up, everybody? This is Chase. So, long story short, we were childhood sweethearts turned husband and wife in our early 20s. Despite following the mainstream script for happiness, we actually divorced for three years.
0: Only to later reunite as soulmates with a brand new outlook on love, God, health, and the real medicines of the universe. If you find yourself wondering, is there more to this life, to health, to God, to love?
1: Then you are in the exact right place. Consider this your bridge to expansion for body, mind, and relationships. We are uncovering and discovering with you.
0: Let's go take the medicine. And we're back. Welcome back to <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to The Medicine Podcast. My name is Mimi also known as Megan. Did you guys know that my name, my given birth name is actually Megan? Hmm. Spelled very specially, M-E-A-G-A-N. Megan. My mom wanted to make me special, so she added an extra A in there. I have come to be nicknamed Mimi. So if you're listening and you are just finding this out, Little uh, little fun. Yeah, I throw people off because
1: you. you've never been Mimi to me <laughs> until uh, like
0: what three years ago. Yeah,
1: uh, and I, I will externally say that, but it still feels weird to say. So I typically say Megan. I've never even called you Meg, which like my family calls you Meg, your family calls you Meg. Yeah. Um, you're always Megan or lover <laughs> to me. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's one of those two. I used to call you Bud. We used to call each other buds. Yeah, we don't and do that anymore. While we are absolute buds we are 100 out of 100 percent I don't, the, I don't even know if that's a thing but <laughs> we are absolute <laughs> buds absolute best friends but we realized in line with the conversation today yep. that this was actually referring to each other as buddies put us into this like roommate dynamic <laughs> yeah and it kind of stifled wow I just created an air bubble <laughs> in my throat <laughs> It kind of stifled (laughs) sexual polarity. And so if we're like, hey, bud, hey, bud, hey, bud, hey, bud, hey, bud. Oh, now like sexy time. You feel like you're having sex with your bud.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're not we're not we don't use the bud word a couple of times in part two. It's come out just slipped out of my mouth on accident instead of like babe or baby yeah um, and it brings or up or my like, king
1: it brings up like divorce trauma. yeah when
0: it whenever it' slipped out, it's only happened like twice, but when it does, I'm like, oh
1: it's like nails on a chalkboard yeah it's no. like I didn't yeah. mean
0: that so uh but yeah it's that, that actually was a useful segue into you know talking about the topic of today's episode, which is something we've alluded to over and over. If you've been a longtime listener of The Medicine, we've referenced this concept of having sex all day. Mm-hmm. And we now are like, all right, we need a full episode dedicated to sex all day. What it is, what it means, how to do it, how it can benefit you know, you yeah. and your life, your relationship.
1: And while I absolutely support all day intercourse. Um, <laughs> this isn't about that. It's a it, it's a fun way to explain that the sexual dynamic can can and should be taking place all day yeah. in the container of the relationship. Right. Because the way that we look at this, and we'll get into this today, is that every energetic exchange with your significant other has the potential to be foreplay for mm-hmm. intercourse yeah and sex is just a such a loaded word man there's so much under this umbrella of sex Mm -hmm. and we are going to be scratching the surface and really talking about it in one sort of perspective today um and i know that this is going to be something we continue to get into as as time goes on we are not sex coaches no um we are sex experts in our uh, very (laughs) healthy sex life i like to think
0: in our own experience but
1: we've also done things the right way the wrong way and this is one of those big wins i think that we have found as it pertains to our sex life um, that we refer to as sex all day and it really has very little to do with like the actual action of the of the bedroom dynamic or being naked or having intercourse it's kind of all the things that are around that that lead to A really really fun satisfying satiating exciting uh intercourse experience so Mm -hmm. stoked to get into it today
0: yeah and just uh before we find out what's in your cup i do wanted to give just uh, a couple disclaimers um first is obviously (laughs) you saw from the title We're talking about sex in all of its forms, speaking to our experience, so if sex talk makes you uncomfortable, probably not the episode for you, but I doubt you clicked on this episode if that's the case for you, Uh, but you know, mom, if you're listening, you're going to hear some juice about our life, so just beware, maybe skip this one, mom, um, and then, yeah, the, the second disclaimer that I wanted to throw out is that we are not sex coaches or sexual intimacy professionals. What we share today is coming from our direct experience, embodied practice and learnings from people who are professionals. Yeah. S- hearing, OK, how did they portray it? How did they express it? How does it land with us? How can it work for us? What parts do we want to take in? What do we want to maybe leave that doesn't resonate with us? Mm -hmm. So this is our interpretation um, through our own experience. So take what lands with you as the listener and leave the rest. We are simply sharing practices that have amplified our own sexual intimacy and and, uh, connection and all of that. So disclaimers done. I want to know from you, my love. What you got going on in your cup?
1: In my cup is none other than mushy love latte, baby. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a rainy kind of chilly day, yeah. October day in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Feels like the Pacific Northwest in a lot of ways. I love fall. And the myth is that San Diego is sunny and 75 all year long. And that's like 90% true. <laughs> but there is the occasional like seasonal day like uh, this fall, weather we're having today. And mm-hmm. so, what a perfect day to have an afternoon mushy love latte. Why can I have this in the afternoon? Besides the fact that it's delicious and warm, well, it doesn't have caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we intentionally made this thing caffeine-free. Mushy love latte is our child. It's our baby. We created it. Uh, it's our product, and it tastes freaking delicious. Been consuming it now for like three months straight, multiple times per day, and just noticing a ton of of. Benefits as it pertains to hydration, skin health. It's very satiating. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, amplifying. It's very balancing. Um, tremella, 500 milligrams of tremella, uh, the beauty mushroom. 500 milligrams of chaga, um, uh, an amazing fungi that is included. So we've got a gram of mushrooms in this thing. Each serving. Um, it tastes like a liquid cinnamon roll. We've we've got a ton of different uh, you know content pieces about how to use this product. Check out our social. Uh, our instagram specifically we've got our top four ways in a recent reel if you want to see how we're using it uh in a host of of different ways cold hot as a creamer as Mm -hmm. a standalone
0: and then we also have people commenting um on how they use it and how they've gotten creative with it yeah cool to see really
1: cool and i just keep finding new ways of using this so having a ton of fun with the product loving the benefits of it tastes delicious and it seems like people are loving it as well if you want to get some mushy love in your life um we're ripping through our first uh, you know, order of this product. We are in the process of getting another order in. Supply chains in this world are complete chaos. Um, so if you really haven't tried this yet or want to stock up, uh, do it now. I'm not totally sure how things are going to shake out. We're intending to continue this product into the future indefinitely. Um, but it's in your best interest to lock this thing down and get some into your life. You can go to GetMushyLove.com mm-hmm. and you can subscribe for $38 or you can buy a one-time for $48.
0: Yeah, and actually we share a code with all medicine listeners that we don't share anyone else, share anywhere else, Uh, and that's just medicine. Medicine. M-E-D-I-C-I-N.
1: Yep. I'm also, I got two cups going on. Um, I have a triple scoop, nearly a triple scoop of Organifi Red Juice. Wow. uh, In ice cold water. Why? Uh, Red juice has been a staple in my life for four years. And it's got really great benefits for nitric oxide support. And um, why I'm intentionally leaning into that right now is uh, Vitality last week had a really low week on Vitality. Um, And so as it pertains to energy, both with exercise and sex and some of these other things that require like vascular support, (laughs) um, nitric oxide is, is a huge benefit. And uh, cordyceps as well is a nitric oxide booster. So there's cordyceps and beets that are in as well as like uh, just berries that are in this Organifi mixture. And um, I've been loading up on it. uh, Cordyceps is really supportive of adrenal regulation. And especially as it pertains to the full moon, for whatever reason, around the full moon, I just get drained. Um, I I still work out. We still have sex. um, But I do feel like a, a dip Sometimes yeah. in between those sessions. And so, Organify Red Juice has always been very supportive of that uh, for me. And I tripled that thing up, baby. I got a triple shot <laughs> Organify Red Juice. No caffeine as well, but it is very energizing and balancing.
0: <laughs> it's in a clear glass and it's like so concentrated. It yeah. almost looks black.
1: <laughs> it looks like blood. <laughs> yeah. It yeah does. It's, it's, uh, it's bloody. <laughs> 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 but, um, that's what's in my cup. So, uh, Guys, if you want to get some Organifi in your life, I'm sure you have. If you've been listening to the podcast uh, at all, you can check it out on our medicine cabinet. Uh, always get a 20% discount. Um, I am the CFO at Organifi, and so I am. this is just near and dear to my heart. If you love the medicine, you love Organifi, and that's just a fact, um, and we, we're always handing out discounts. Um, if you are a subscriber to either uh, Immune Intel AHCC or Mushy Love, Every few months we do giveaways. We we give Organifi Go packs or travel packs into those subscription mm-hmm. boxes. So yeah, which
0: we're probably do for another one. Yeah, we're
1: due for another one. We should definitely do that uh, at least for one month before the end of the year. But check it out, guys. Uh, I think the code is MIMIFIT if you want 20% off um, on any Organifi product. And obviously, DM me. Hit me up on social. Um, my, my Instagram handle is one and uh, i'm happy to answer any questions as it pertains to organifi always um, i love these products i love the people in the in the company and so if you support us uh by using our code it supports a company that really is out to you know heal the world and, and i'm so so grateful to be a part of it
0: yeah love yeah it. what do you got
1: going on i gotta know what do you got going on in your mushy mug
0: well, I feel like I've had this <laughs> the last, like, four times we've we've gone under the red hat. Um, it is my, I guess, my podcast uh, drink of choice. It's ice-cold raw cow's milk with a scoop, about a scoop and a half of mushy love uh, mixed in, and I, I use our, our electric frother, and... Uh, use the uh the cold foam setting and it just makes it airy and frothy but still cold and it's really delicious. Um and then I also have some as the water boy would say, some high quality H2O. Mm. So i'm pr- keeping it pretty simple, but yeah. I'm uh I'm I'm satiated.
1: No, I love that. Couple couple house, housekeeping things before we jump into the content of the episode. Uh exciting news, and I want to cue everybody up for this. We'll con- we'll continue to tease it. We are launching a uh, legitimate YouTube channel. We are. We've put some content up on YouTube in the past, uh, testing the video, uh, but it's time to jump into like really good quality production. So keep that in mind. 2023 for sure will be uh, putting every single episode on YouTube with high quality video. Uh, we're partnering with a really, really fantastic creator who's going to help us out. Um, so get excited. Uh, we will be having... <laughs> Uh, we're excited. <laughs> we're excited and everybody else should get excited, but, but look for us on YouTube and, and uh, that's going to be a really fun way to uh, not only just be able to listen to the show, but it, be able to pick up on the communication that we're giving with our body language. Um, and so I'm excited to roll that out. And then guys, if you're loving the medicine, if you're loving the podcast, if you love any of the products, we want to hear about it um, and we would love it and be, be so grateful if you shared it either on your social media, with your community, with your friends, through word of mouth, tag us on Instagram
0: Yeah, we always love seeing who's listening.
1: It gives us really good feedback on uh, how we're doing, whether we're providing value, whether there's an opportunity to give more. Um, And so we just we just want to know. So give us a follow, rate and review the podcast on on Apple or Spotify and uh, just continue to reach out because it is nothing but uh, fun and uh, exciting for us to be able to interact with people who are getting value out of Uh, the blood, sweat, tears, and laughter that we put into this uh, content.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I also want to say too, like uh, we're always open if, if you know of someone or you heard of someone and you think that they would be a great guest for the medicine, or if you are like, Hey, I've never heard you guys talk about blank, you know, you know, throwing out topic ideas. We're always open to hear, you know, what you want to hear more of and, and what you're wanting um so you can always dm us our our dm doors are always open and and we're just yeah we want to we want to make sure that we're creating content that you all want to hear that's also fun for us so um yeah if you ever come across anyone or have a topic idea
1: let us know totally all right all right let's Let's get into it
0: let's get sexy
1: so we're going to be talking about five ways That we practice and are encouraging others to practice sex all day. But let's lay a little bit of the baseline as it (laughs) pertains to sex at large. There's going to be so many innuendos um, (laughs) in this episode. So let's lay the pipe. Buckle up. We're laying the (laughs) piping for the foundation. So sex in what we refer to as the mainstream narrative of life is pretty much defined as intercourse. Yeah. That is... In heterosexual relationships, penis in vagina. Yes. (laughs) Um, Generally, sex is, is the start point is when there is insertion and the end point is when there's orgasm. I feel like I'm in sex ed. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, neither of us yeah, had sex right? ed. We went to a Christian school and they literally ripped that they, out of the science w- textbooks. Yeah, so. they
0: wanted us to think that like it didn't exist. Like if we just don't talk about it, it's it. they won't yeah. figure it out.
1: <laughs> so we're still at 32 and 33 years old trying uh, to figure out what this thing is. This um, thing. <laughs> what's wild about this is I've kind of, I, I literally looked into like, all right, how do how does the world define sex? Yeah. And, and this is it. Penis and vagina um, <laughs> with the start point being... Uh, pe- or some other
0: orifice, or is it literally like? Well,
1: there's there's other like oral sex is different, you know. Yeah. Uh, same sex intercourse looks a little bit different. Anal sex. Um, obviously, anal sex or like, you know, lesbian sex with like strap-ons and stuff like that. <laughs> like, there's a lot, but but as it pertains to um, what we're going to be talking about today, the, yeah. the general description is 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 this penis in vagina um, intercourse, and the beginning is insertion, the end is male orgasm. So the first thing that comes up to me is like. Wow, this is all based on a man, a, a male, yeah,
0: which is like welcome to. So, like, so already, life.
1: just literally the first thing I looked into was like, okay, wow, we have some some unprogramming to do here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I, I I really was really curious as to like general from a statistical perspective, sex data as mostly as it pertains to time, length of time, and uh like orgasm mm-hmm. data. And so these were studies that, that I picked through. I am not uh, like a scientist or a researcher. So I'm just going to be briefly going through these because I have no yeah. interest in like dissecting these studies yeah. altogether. So if you have more questions.
0: It's just this is just to give you an idea yeah. of what we're working with.
1: So in 2005, there was a multi-country study that had somewhere between like 500 and 1,000 people from a diverse set um, getting getting feedback on what they found for average sex time and the average amongst this group was 5.4 minutes based on the definition of sex that i just gave you from penetration to orgasm so 5.4 minutes wow the highest number the highest outlier in that data set was 44 minutes and the lowest was 33 seconds yikes
0: yeah so
1: a similar study in 2008 was done uh where it was essentially mirroring the same study for people who i think were looking at the 5.4 minutes on on average and were, were like okay there's we gotta be missing something here and they actually found that it was less 3.5 minutes was from the 2008 study mm. so something that is this amazing sex already just looking at these statistics it seems that we're we're just shortchanging yeah. the, the sexual experience yeah. if, if something this amazing and this profound and psychedelic and beautiful is three to five minutes in length so i can't help but think that the narrow and transactional way that we look at sex plays into the reason why these numbers are so low yes i'm speculating but i wonder if there were eras of humanity when it was greater when it when it when this Mm. sexual encounter took longer and i'm so curious um if our instant gratification through technology phones amazon prime everything on demand in addition to just the, the use of of pornography, the chronic use amongst men, and growing numbers of women who are using pornography—if it's like actually leaking into the bedroom of this sort of mm-hmm. like instantaneous sexual transactional nature—I don't have data to back this up. Yeah, but We're as I as I as out. I did my high-level kind of like uh, summation of these things, I'm like, man, I wonder if this is trickling into the bedroom. Um, like, our nervous systems are priming constantly for short transactional intercourse that focuses on the outcome of sex being orgasm Mm -hmm. so i found another study after looking at kind of the length of sex time and uh, talked about orgasm and how long it takes somebody after through intercourse to orgasm obviously we know that the parameters of these studies that were done were based on men so the the for man to reach orgasm through intercourse, it's somewhere between three to five minutes uh, on average. There's people who go longer, people who go shorter, obviously. Women during a study in 2020 showed that most won't reach a state of orgasm until there's been at least 13 minutes of intercourse. So going back to this, we have we have guys that are undershooting by eight to 10 minutes, all pun intended. Yeah. Um, so If we use, and and seeing all of this, it's like, okay, there's probably a shortage of female orgasms through intercourse based on just this high, high level assumption. Yes. My thought as it pertains to orgasm being the outcome that we're all attached to in the sexual experience, this might be kind of stifling the, and shrinking the parameters that we see sex through. Mm -hmm. Like we are clearly shortchanging the experience for women and making the act of sexual flow in our lives very very limited so all of this as a baseline to say okay let's blow this thing open and start thinking outside of the three to five minutes that intercourse uh takes and how can we start using and and leaning into a sexual dynamic throughout the day so that Mm -hmm. we can experience more of this really amazing thing um, outside of just intercourse itself.
0: Yeah, because we're going to get into, you know, what we mean by sex all day, exactly what that looks like and everything. But um, part of what's so exciting and enticing about the sexual experience is the juiciness of the moment. And feeling polarity at its peak. That's the interplay of the masculine and feminine, um, you know, really playing together these energies that literally hit and spark. Um, And, and what we're proposing through this episode and through this conversation is that it doesn't have to be within the confines of the sexual experience, penis and vagina, Mm -hmm. you know, however long it takes it can extend out like you were saying it can extend um really any time of the day you can feel this magnetic spark this pull the the juice of the different moments that are available to you throughout the day so we're going to we're going to get into that but the the goal of quote unquote sex all day is is not about having intercourse all day long like you mentioned at the top of the episode Although, you know, pretty cool if that's what you can do in your life and that, you know, your life supports doing that, ugh, fucking go for it. That's great. Um, but rather, we're, we're talking about the thing behind the thing, which you guys have heard us say. It's like, what's the underlying foundation? What's the thing behind the thing that we are wanting to experience, which I've said is the polarity of the masculine and, f- and feminine? and you know finding a way to um, experience these different uh, events throughout our day so it can help us or the goal rather the goal would be to extend the charge that polarized charge beyond just intercourse so that the experience of polarity can be felt all day then we you know you use this as foreplay uh, if and when you do decide to have intercourse in a way that primes the nervous system to long sustainable energy exchange that is not contingent upon orgasm really the goal being connection and feeling the juice of the moment the goal is polarity and sexual balance and then if the byproduct is better longer intercourse and mutual states of orgasm for both partners great but the intention would be to release attachment to orgasm and removing ourselves from outcome-based sex. And then we'll, we'll get into when you do that, you actually probably will have more right. orgasms. Uh, that's the twist in the story. So piggybacking on that to that point of the more you release attachment to orgasm, the more orgasms you probably will have. Like from our own experience for whatever reason one of us will be maybe in a state where we're not feeling like super revved up for sexual intercourse for whatever reason maybe it's day three of my period or maybe you're just feeling like low vitality whatever it is and then so we we offer just one-sided pleasure sessions Mm -hmm. just being like hey i want to show up i want to worship your body and i want to give you pleasure because I'm craving the connection, even though my, my physical body isn't in a place where it, you know, could really go into it full steam ahead. Then, you know, once we get into it, it's like the intention was just to gift you worship and pleasure. Yeah. But then it gets me or it gets you to a state where it's like, oh, I'm actually I'm actually like really ready to go now. Yeah. And so it's like we've released attachment where it's just like, I just want to gift this to you. And then we get into it and it's like, oh, this is churning out way different than what I, I intended. Okay, we all know by now that the types of products we use on our face is critical to having clear skin that ages well. We need non-toxic, we need no pore cloggers, we need acne safe for our face. But what about the rest of our body? I have had a hell of a time finding truly clean quality products to hydrate my legs, arms, stomach, and chest. The pore cloggers in the artificially smelly creams and lotions cause me ingrown hairs and bumps and have way too many hormone disruptors. Then I started using oil, but it always ends up getting on my clothes and my sheets. Ugh, so annoying, but now All that is in the past because one of my favorite, absolute ride or die brands, Clear Stem Skincare, has created their Soft Skin Body Lotion and Body Glow Hydrating Oil. These two are expertly formulated with ingredients like green tea, vitamin E, raspberry oil, hemp oil, and a blend of yummy botanicals. The result is the most luxurious dual hydration experience focused on giving you the texture and glow your body craves. Oh, and they smell like actual heaven. Both are anti-acne, anti-aging, with zero pore cloggers and zero hormone disruptors. I've noticed that in using these two daily, the red bumps and ingrown hairs on my legs have basically all disappeared. My skin feels soft, Pampered and hydrated, like it can actually breathe. Hallelujah! (laughs) If you want to grab some of this body hydration love, go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code Mimi, M-I-M-I for a hefty discount on all Clearstem products. Bringing you only the best and only what I'm obsessed with. Enjoy.
1: Yeah, I think the habit of our culture putting orgasm as the outcome of sex has created what i think athletes are very familiar with which is this idea of you know stage fright and it's i have to win the game i have to win the game everything's on the line everything's on the line so you step into the arena to play your sport and there's refs and there's a crowd and there's a game and there's a scoreboard and all of a sudden you you freeze up Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you're not feeling it you don't Mm -hmm. feel in flow it feels memorized it feels structured okay i need to score x amount of points for us to win i need to not ha- you know whatever yeah. it looks like and then you're in your head you're, you're in, in your, your head, head not yeah. in your body and so um different from you're the athlete who decides to play just play you're you're in the playground mm-hmm. or you're at the gym and it's just pickup ball and there's no uh winning there's no trophy there's no outcome and all of a sudden you you are so present
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: you are in flow you're you're performing at your best when there's this removal of the stage now you can't live life like that you need to be able to step up and perform yeah um and and that's the point but this is a really great exercise for one just connecting with your significant other and being able to gift um pleasure to them and for you in in the act of giving but it's also a really great way to just realize the power of removing an attachment to Mm -hmm. an outcome and experiencing the present moment as it is and so that it's kind of a way to like reverse engineer where you want to get to um, ideally Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and 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 so sex all day for us and this this practice of you know being very conscious and aware of the sexual dynamic throughout the course of the day outside of just intercourse itself you know it's allowed us to experience more intimacy even on days we don't have sex Mm -hmm. it it feels like the masculine and feminine dynamic is still nurtured Mm -hmm. Um, like you said it it's primed our nervous systems to be ready for sex when the moment feels right, because we're basically foreplaying with our energy all day long, yeah. and I think that's been one of the biggest things as an adult. Like, even when I, you know, we're healthy, we're vital, we're we're functional, um, but life is busy.
0: It's stressful. It's
1: stressful, and your nervous system is in fight or flight. I'm gonna get into it a little bit more later, but. Getting back into that parasympathetic state mm-hmm. um, is so critical for the sexual dynamic, yeah. something I never would have thought of when I was like 18 or 21 and just had, you know, libido through the freaking roof. <laughs> um, and it's more than just that. It's, it's really like even when we're totally uh, feeling it. Something over the course of the day—a tough meeting, a tough work call, too many emails—all of a sudden you're just not in the yeah, mood. Yeah, you're
0: just drained. It's—it's it's, we only ho- have so much chi, so much life force, and if we're spilling it out to this email or to that fire that we have to put out, like there may not be just physiologically a lot left yeah. at the end of the day for your partner.
1: Totally, and uh, yeah, it's just it. Even though this is not the goal, there was one of the byproducts of this practice has been you know, longer, more present intercourse. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I would say as the feminine, just, um, piggybacking on your point that you just made, you know, I'm, I uh, sit in more of like a masculine mode when I'm in work mode. Like I'm, I'm creating, I'm penetrating the world with purpose and I'm making decisions and, you know, I do have to be more of like in an analytical mindset and, So anyone, any woman that's listening, especially if you're an entrepreneur, but if you just have a job where you have to be like more structured and on target and on purpose, it can be hard to switch from masculine mode to feminine receptive mode and like immediately jump into sex. Yeah. Like, hey, okay, I close my laptop at 5 p.m. and my man is wanting to connect, well, you still might be in masculine mode. And so, you know, for us, like we, we live and work together, like we work like 12 feet from each other and having sex all day and keeping the moment juicy all day, it's simple, but it is profound, especially mm-hmm. as the feminine, because it helps me to switch back and forth many times throughout the day. And so speaking to priming your nervous system as the feminine, we must, I mean, most of us (laughs) as the feminine are needing to get into that receptive mode to order in order to have fulfilling sex. Mm -hmm. And so when you do this many times throughout the day, you're jumping back and forth. We call it energetic agility from the masculine to feminine. Okay. Back to work mode. It's easier to make it happen more quickly whenever you want. Yeah. Um and so yeah for me uh this practice has really helped me have more compassion and patience with myself as well as a byproduct and this isn't something that we that I sought out to do or that you know this program that we created sex all day it's just what has felt good to us in engaging in throughout our day and um and so in doing so um I've just had. I've just started to create a different relationship to myself, my pleasure, orgasm, sexuality, like all of that stuff, and you know, understanding that sex is not just about orgasm; it's about a soul connection with you, Chase, obviously, but also to myself yeah. and and my own pleasure. And unfortunately, our society does not prioritize nor teach women well how to connect with our deep pleasure. In fact, it's even worse than just not being taught. We're actually taught to feel guilty or shameful about having sex drive or a high sex drive where men are like nudged and like, oh yeah, like, you know, player or whatever. Like there's so many terms that have a positive connotation for men and a negative connotation for women as it pertains to like sex drive and and desire. Um, So really these concepts help me personally maintain sensitivity and continue to be engaged and present with my own pleasure throughout the day, which I've seen nothing but good things in my own inner world. And we're not going to go deep into that. I just wanted to share that a little bit. But if this is something that you've struggled with, or that is resonating with you, I highly encourage you to read or listen to the book. Uh, it's called Pussy, A Reclamation. I talked about it a couple episodes ago. I just got done reading it, listening to it, actually. I highly recommend the audiobook. In this book, if you apply some of its concepts, um, it might rock your world a little bit, um, but I think it will help you branch out and start to tear down some of these structures, some of these barriers that exist uh, around women and pleasure.
1: Yeah. So, totally.
0: something to look into for you.
1: Awesome. Thanks, babe. All right. We're going to jump into the five ways to practice sex all day. Let's do it. We're going to introduce the five, uh, practices and then generally talk about why it's important. And then you and I are both from the masculine perspective and the feminine perspective, just yeah. going to add a little color and yeah. uh, a little practical steps that you can take, mm-hmm. man. Some of these are so simple. Um, but sometimes that's the shit that works. Yeah. <laughs> so starting out with number one, slow down. Mm-hmm. Don't be. If we are removing an outcome, mm-hmm. an attachment to an outcome from sex, don't be in a rush. Mm-hmm. Why is it important?
0: Yeah. Well, I think speaking speaking to. um Sometimes the, the quickie energy, the rushed, like, hey, we got, we got 15 minutes of alone time here. Let's, let's get it in. That energy can be really fun sometimes. So I'm not demeaning that at all. Um, there is this kind of primal animalistic nutrient that we can crave as humans totally. But if that is the case all the time, it can start to feel transactional. And so kind of like masturbation with a body. So I think just taking proper time and attention um, really communicates to your partner that connection with you is well worth my time. And both people are able to relax into their pleasure more. Th- this starts, you know, just when we're hugging or when we're starting to make out or whatever it is, like um, slowing everything down will reduce that transactional nature
1: yeah we're, we're talking about actions outside of the bedroom quickies work because well they work when you're younger because you're so dialed you know your your libido's to the roof as you get older it works because you've laid the foundation throughout the day you've been practicing sex all day to where energetically your your foreplay is at the peak and you're ready to have intercourse mm-hmm. that's when the quickie works and it works well you know, or you're traveling, and there's there's a spark, and there's sexual polarity because you're on vacation, and there's novelty, and there's playfulness. That is sex all day. That's the foreplay. That's the energy. So when you step into the bedroom, the quickie works. Mm-hmm. So if you are removing, as we are, orgasm from or an outcome from sex, as you practice the energetic exchange of sex throughout the day, what's the rush? Mm-hmm. Slow down, guys. You know, speaking from the masculine perspective, this is simple stuff. Throughout your day, deep breaths. Inhaling through the nose, holding it a little bit at the top, exhaling through the mouth. Wildly enough, if you hum on the way out, it triggers the vagus nerve, which stimulates your parasympathetic, which pulls you out of the fight or flight and back into relaxation ground yourself, keep your feet on the ground, wild stuff. Uh, just with your body language it communicates to the psyche. I am stable. I am able mm-hmm. to handle this. That will elicit safety in the over the course of the day such that your feminine partner will feel safe enough to express herself vulnerably and from a space of freedom, When you do have sex, Mm -hmm. it is priming her to open, knowing that she's not about to get rushed. Mm -hmm. She's not about to get tackled like it's a sport. Yeah. That that she can see that you guys aren't in a rush. I don't need to chase this thing. It's here. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for it. Yeah.
0: I just got this visual of when you said open, like I picture like a flower literally opening and that doesn't happen quickly it's slow over time and it's it's little by little and i think women are the same way where um you know a guy might be like ready to go right now right when he thinks about sex but women are completely different and so by having this interaction with your partner that's slow and controlled and emits safety like i got you we got this like I, you are literally safe with yeah. me. You I have the container. I'm here. Like that all like allows relaxation. And the more relaxed we are throughout the day in our interactions, the more open we are going to be for sexual intimacy. Yep. It's just a freaking fact. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> speaking more to the feminine, if I feel I get like, anxiety when I feel super rushed or hurried I I'm not an anxious person in general but this is one of the situations where I as it pertains to anything if you're rushing me to get me out the door to go to a dinner or whatever it is like I feel so much anxiety in my body. The same pertains to anything related to to sex. Um, so if I feel pushed, and I think this is probably true true for many people, but especially women, if we feel pushed to like, hey, we got to make this happen now. And like, we're, we're being told that we have to do it this way right now. It just puts extra pressure on us. And the last thing that you feel is sexy when you have anxiety in your body. So Just keep that in mind, guys. Um, And then, you know, speaking to actually being insects, like everything is microcosm, macrocosm, everything is reflective. Um, If I feel rushed or hurried to reach orgasm, even if it's in my own head, even if it's not anything to do with what you're telling me or anything, even if it's just perceived, uh, I'm up in my head, you know, I'm not in my body. I'm focused on the timer or how long it's taking me or my to-do list after sex, I'm not able to relax into my body and into my pleasure, and I think I think most women would agree with this. So
1: yeah, that's why that's why we're, sex all day is priming the nervous mm-hmm. system, yeah. so that when you show up in the arena of the bedroom, it will feel foreign to rush. It yeah. would it would feel foreign for your nervous system to chase the orgasm, because throughout the day with sex all day, you're patient, you're not chasing an outcome. Mm-hmm. It's It will happen when it's meant to happen.
0: Yeah. And I think something too, to encourage the slow down for us, we've, we've really stopped trying to fit sex into a short window. Mm -hmm. So like when we're both in work mode and we say like, okay, I've got 20 minutes before my next meeting, let's fit in sex, you know, because our, our physical bodies need the release. That may be true that we need connection and release. Um, but it really does just put extra pressure, uh, for me speaking to my own experience as the feminine, it just puts extra pressure on me to orgasm quickly or else it's a fail. You know, it's like, Oh, we just wasted all this energy if it doesn't happen in this short window. So that's something that we've shifted, Mm -hmm. uh, as we've, you know, grown to like, uh, as we've learned more throughout this work from home, both of us, you know, uh, we were doing that in the beginning and it's just like, I, this isn't. This isn't the best way that we could enjoy sex with each other. Right. So we don't we don't try to fit it into a short window yep. any, anymore.
1: So slow down. There is no rush. Uh, number two, practice for having sex all day. Obviously, we know that intercourse is a physical act, but outside of the bedroom, engage and activate each other's bodies physically through. Indirectly sexual touch.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like non-sexual touch. Right. It doesn't have to be touching their genitals or like making out or kissing their ear or right. whatever. It can be really simple touches, um, physical touch. Literally, it carries a charge to it, right? Like when you touch me, my body changes, and it can soothe, it can comfort, it can nurture, depending on what energy we bring to it. It can also harm and it can also hurt people, but. Depending on what energy we bring to our touch and the timing of it, we can really, you know, physically show our partner that we are thinking about them. Even if sex doesn't happen that day, just letting your partner know, like, I see you, I feel Mm -hmm. you, I'm thinking about you is really powerful. And for me personally, physical touch is my most dominant love language. It's the way that I receive and give love most dominantly to Chase. And it's high up there for you as well. Um, if you know disclaimer if you as the listener hate physical touch like maybe it's your last one and you could care less about it maybe this doesn't apply to you maybe you'd want to lean into more of your specific love languages if it's acts of service or gift giving like <clears throat> maybe that's more for you but I would bet that most people enjoy being touched yeah. by their partner yeah and
1: we'll get to some of those other practices that, that aren't as physical in nature um, but, but sticking with physical touch and and looking at it from the masculine perspective, you know the question that I would pose would be: the masculine is penetrating, and mm-hmm. obviously sex is penetrating. So, how can you penetrate without your penis? <laughs> That's a great question. Right? So yeah, maybe it's maybe it's a, a a butt grab. You know, it's a it's a little flirt. Um, maybe it's going in for a kiss. Maybe it's a back rub. You know, penetrating and realizing that you can relax her and open her unlock her if she's tight or uptight about something uh by non-sexual physical touch i realize a butt grab is probably a little bit sexual but it's more playful than mm-hmm. it is yeah. um you know in in all of these practices stack on top of each other again pun intended um <laughs> because if you're if you're in if you're not in a rush and you're slow and you're patient man sometimes a perfectly timed kiss that's gentle and soft that's just meant for Hey, I'm here. I'm thinking about you.
0: Oh, yeah. It it, it
1: it can lead to some of the best sex, you know, oh, we've ever had when we're yeah. both in that in that space.
0: Or just a it can be a hug. It doesn't even have to be a kiss. Like right. a lot of our a lot of our encounters start with you just grabbing me and hugging me for longer than like 10 seconds. And
1: so it's penetrating, but yeah. the other thing about masculinity is that it's a container. So, mm-hmm. the next question that I would ask is how can I be a container with my body such that she feels held and safe?
0: All right, real talk. If you're anything like me, finding quick foods that are actually healthy and intentionally sourced is not the easiest task these days. Take something like jerky. 99% have added sugars, preservatives, and are sourced from conventional non-organic farms from stressed and possibly diseased animals. Yikes. Okay, what about protein or granola bars? Oftentimes, these bars have way more sugar than protein, and the protein itself is usually bottom of the barrel, cheap, and low quality. We used to have the hardest time while traveling, like what the heck are we supposed to eat when we need something quick? Then I discovered Paleo Valley. Hallelujah. Chase and I is favorite when we need something convenient, like during travel. The beef or turkey sticks and superfood bars are literally an answer to my prayers. They are made from real whole foods with no added sugars or mystery ingredients and are super delicious. Even kids love them. Get this. Paleo Valley sources their meat and their bone broth protein exclusively from organic regenerative farmers. The animals are pasture-raised, grass-fed their entire life, and the farmers themselves are practicing regenerative farming. This means that they are actually healing our Earth's soil rather than killing it and stripping it like conventional farms. I feel so good knowing that I'm blessing my body with high-quality foods and supporting our Earth and future generations by supporting Paleo Valley. If you want to try for yourself, you can use the direct link in the show notes to check out Paleo Valley and use the code MEDICIN, that's M-E-D-I-C-I-N for a discount, or just check them out in our medicine cabinet at getmefit.com. We're bringing you only the best, boo. Cheers.
1: You know, in the bedroom, this this looks like, you know, as within, so without. Everything we're talking about is applicable to the bedroom because of this concept of as within, so without what mm-hmm. you do outside of the bedroom is how it's going to play inside the bedroom. So if you can get comfortable being a safe container where you can hold her, this will translate into the bedroom. It can, mm-hmm. for example, it can be allowing her to be on top free to express her pleasure within the container of your body. So non-sexually outside of the bedroom, maybe it's a big bear hug yeah. and it's, it's just a sense of, uh, that you can provide to her that if she's feeling safe or if she's feeling unstressed that it's just like hey mm-hmm. I'm right here you're you're good I got yeah. you um, I'm with you in this maybe it's taking something off her plate maybe you know she's got a you know freaking dialed in to-do list today and it's just knocking something off your plate like you know she's using the mop or something doing chores and you come in that sounds like kind of sexist because that's like a uh you know <laughs> real stereotype of like 1950s <laughs> wives but I, I just mean like if she's doing something physical you just come in and say "Hey, i got this yeah. like hey go go
0: relax have a whatever. freaking
1: glass of water or some <laughs> or some mushy love let me let me yeah. knock, let me knock this out for you yeah and it's something like that to just say like i got you i'm gonna hold this up for a minute mm-hmm. you are free
0: yeah yeah, I know. It makes me think of like um, non-sexual things that turn you on. Yeah. Have you seen those memes before yeah. where it's like, you know, for me, non-sexual things that turn me on is definitely when you do what you just described where it's like, hey, I got this. You go sit down. Sometimes I don't listen to you and I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't I don't want to. But sometimes it's like finding the perfect tupperware container for the leftovers yeah it's full to the top you know it's like those non-sexual things right. that turn you on and right it just made me think of that but it's so true it's like there's these things that don't have anything to do with sex but because sex is so dynamic there's so much that goes into having sex and in the act and enjoying it it's so, ener- like, there's so much to the energetics, the emotional yeah. support, the emotional availability, the vulnerability, the safety. All of these things add to or contribute to a more fulfilling sex life. Yep. So these are all non-sexual things that can turn her on or him on. Um, as for the feminine, when it comes to touch, I want you to keep in mind that... Um, timing and awareness of energy is key. Different from, I think, the masculine. I Chase knows I accept <laughs> any and all touching, hugging, kissing, whenever. Like, I could be in the middle of writing, whatever, working on something. If you come in and want to kiss me and touch me or whatever, it's always free game. Like, I just always want it. <laughs> There's never enough love, basically. But from the f- coming from the feminine to the masculine can be a little different, and these are just nuances in the differences between men and women. Um, so for example, if your man is on a super important work call and you can tell he's dialed in, it may not be the best time to go up behind him and kiss his neck. Um, I think that that was something that we didn't have we weren't aware of in part one. And I would try to initiate connection or intimacy with you. And I was not cued in. I was not being sensitive to where you were at energetically. I just thought, well, we haven't seen each other in a few days. Why don't you want this? Yeah.
1: If the masculine is penetrating the world with projects or with its, their occupation, and this again, doesn't only apply to male, female right. <clears throat> women who are in their masculine work mode, Boss babes, who are penetrating the world with their creativity and their vision and their passion, yeah, that may not be the best timed time to penetrate physically with, you know, kissing their neck or a back rub or something. It might feel prickly, and, mm-hmm. and that's what it feels like to the masculine. Yeah. Is like, hey, I'm I'm in the middle of penetrating something. I, I'm trying not to get yeah. penetrated in this moment.
0: I would say 99.9% of the time for me, it's always welcome from you. Right,
1: but that's not every fe- female.
0: I know. I'm just saying for me, yeah. Um, but I agree with you that the masculine and all of us can get in that mode. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm just a freaking alien that way, but it's always, it always sounds good. It always feels good to me. So as well, you know, coming off of this, um, <clears throat> might not be the best time to kiss his neck as well. If you have a needy or like gimme energy about you, that could potentially be repulsive as well. So on the flip side, maybe try to offer your touch as a gift to your partner rather than having an attachment to getting something back from them, even acknowledgement. So just say you're walking through the room, passing by your partner, you could lightly squeeze his butt or, you know, grab his arm and be like, Oh, you're looking jacked today. Or maybe graze your shoulders, graze his shoulders with your fingernails, or maybe you just give his head like a little scratch or a little rub as you walk by. Maybe, you know, if he's on the couch watching a football game and, you know, not too revved up watching his team, um, you can go up behind him and maybe just like rub his shoulders and head for a few minutes. You'll get pleasure from touching him. And obviously he'll get pleasure from receiving the nourishing touch. But the key is, is that you give it as a gift, not expecting anything from him. Um, You can also make it playful. You know, if you are craving more touch, uh, sometimes I will literally say as we're winding down for the night or transitioning to get ready for bed, like sometimes I say something like, oh, I'm going to cuddle your ass so hard in bed. (laughs) And it lets your partner know in a playful way, not needy, in a playful way that you're craving connection. And whether it leads to sex or not, that's not the point. The point is connection. But you can deliver these messages in a way that's it's um, wrapped in like playful wrapping paper rather than like, oh, you didn't hug me at all today or something like that. Um, How can you make it artful? How can you make it playful? How can you make it something that would be nourishing to his nervous system? Yeah. Uh, But it does take some, you know, really intentional awareness around where your partner's at energetically and how you can gift him in a nourishing way touch that is not necessarily penetrative
1: yep obviously if you prime your physical affection ability outside of the bedroom it's only going to benefit you inside of the bedroom yeah so moving on to number three practice for for getting it on All day. Mm -hmm. Be present. Pay attention to direct and indirect cues. Yes. Why is this important?
0: Well, being present means staying open. It keeps us sensitive to the energetic flow of our environment, whatever that may be, which then informs us of what the moment is calling for and what information our partner is offering to us. So you can't have awareness unless you're present. So it all starts with presence. You cannot create more love and connection in the moment unless you are present, not just physically, but energetically and emotionally. And uh, there's a little quote here from my girl London Angel Winters from the book The Awakened Woman's Guide to Everlasting Love. And she says, if we choose to bring presence into our lives, it starts with the decision to open rather than close. When we close, we pinch off love's flow. Game over. When we open, we invite authentic connection. Game on. So it's just painting a picture that like... (laughs) If you want to feel the juiciness of the moment, any given moment in any part of the day, it requires your presence. Yep. So really thinking of presence, how I think of it, presence is openness. If I'm dialed in to what's in front of me on my phone and you're wanting to share a moment with me, we can't have that moment because I'm not present and i which means i'm not open to yeah. the moment
1: yeah no I, from this you know this be present pay attention to direct and indirect cues uh you know what comes up for me is is listen and mm-hmm. before you can listen you have to be present but this is listen now sometimes that quite literally means why we say directly listen to the words that are coming out of their mouth mm-hmm. um, but indirectly as well because there's cues sometimes it's hard to communicate things so you sort of have to pick up the breadcrumbs energetically about what is being communicated to you. If you can listen outside of the bedroom, it will amplify your capacity for being able to listen and take direction in the bedroom. That is super important. Mm-hmm. Why? In the bedroom if she's saying a little to the left, a little bit slower, a little bit faster, like those are huge important cues. Yeah. She may not be able to communicate that directly. And we're gonna get to that in a minute with, with one of these other steps. Um, and how important that is. So you also have to be able to pick up on it indirectly Mm -hmm. in the bedroom. It's, Hey, maybe her body tightened up there real quick. Okay. Uh, Maybe that whatever just happened isn't necessarily something that feels great. Maybe I should adjust. Um, is she maintaining, maintaining eye contact or is she kind of looking off the distance, which might indicate she doesn't really want to be here. So I need to, I need to bring her back into the present Mm -hmm. moment. I need to bring her back into the sexual, um, uh, exchange and so this is the same principle outside of the bedroom and why we're encouraging uh, everybody to practice listening direct to direct and indirect cues outside of the bedroom so from the masculine perspective get sensitive to those hints and nudges if she asks you to take care of something for instance during the day execute for her like <laughs> if it's something like hey can you pick up the pit uh the pigs <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip yeah Can you pick up the kids? Hey, can you make a grocery run? She will feel seen, know that you respect her, and as such, she will feel free to be herself, express herself. When it gets into the bedroom, she's going to feel confident to say, hey, go a little faster. That feels freaking awesome. (laughs) Pick up on the indirect energetic requests she may be making as well. For instance, just an example. Say you get home from work or you get home from doing something, you go directly to the couch and turn on the TV. If she lets out a sigh of like, oh my god, like frustration, dude, guy, that is a uh, hint. Yeah. Take note. It's feedback. It's feedback. She she's looking for you to show up and maybe sweep her off her feet when you come in the door. Um, or let's say you're making a joke. Notice how she responds. If she's playful and engaging, maybe she's open. She's open to the penetration of your of your humor and your joke. That is priming for the uh, for the openness that might be experienced in the bedroom but if she scoffs at the joke or maybe it's something you've said in the past or the type of humor you've said in the past and she's like that's dumb that's lame immature um there may be something more there's Mm -hmm. something beyond that and maybe not a good time to initiate sex yeah (laughs) so pick up on the indirect cues as well my guys
0: yeah and john wyland goes deep into this because it's a touchy subject where it's like giving feedback to your partner. You know, some some guys might call it nagging, or you know, just some people might call it nagging, uh, where you know he goes deep into. She's offering you feedback because her heart is hurting, so it comes out as maybe not so balanced or not so conscious. And I'm not like, I'm not condoning being disrespectful to your partner, Um, but I think a lot of people start to get desensitized to this feedback these direct or indirect subtle cues, because I don't, I I don't know why I think they're probably just protecting themselves. But then it just creates more distance and resentment. So if you can be sensitive to your partner, what they're offering you, um, it's just going to go so much better, obviously outside the bedroom, but then also inside as well. Totally. And from the feminine, you know, (laughs) usually women, our nervous systems are more sensitive in general. I think that that's just the way that evolution has worked out. Like we have to be more sensitive to the environment. Um, But we can definitely, you know, get into boss babe work mode where we've got a hundred things on our to-do list. We're with the kids where you know it's after school activities and sports making dinner doing all the house chores like it just gets so busy and by the way we're we're talking about all of this and we don't have kids so it does add a layer of complexity oh, yeah. to it yeah and so as the feminine how we can really pay attention to these direct and indirect cues is hey if if dude guy is touching you a little bit more than usual or going out of their way to connect or hug kiss cuddle they may be craving intimacy or kind of testing the waters to see how open you are to sexual connection and it may be subtle so you know staying present and paying attention to those cues as important um, you did this like three weeks ago where you came up behind me and you just started like touching me hugging me and uh i loved it obviously and you three said three
1: weeks ago it feels like i'm like god i hope i did that more than three weeks ago
0: no well i'm telling a story a specific story okay. where it was something that you said and this was just when it happened um you came behind me you were kissing me touching me and um i was like oh that's nice i love that and you were like yeah it was kind of um you said something like i was just seeing seeing if you were open hmm. and i loved that because at the moment, I, I was. I was like, I was doing something, but I was open for yeah, business. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not saying that every guy has to say that, but if we as the feminine are more sensitive to those cues, that could be his way of testing and seeing like, hey, how open, how flirty, how how relaxed is she feeling yeah. right now? Is there more? Is there more that this moment can, can offer?
1: Totally. Awesome. So that was about listening really, you know, being present, pick, yeah. picking up on direct and indirect cues or feedback. So number 4 is kind of the opposite. It is lovingly being able to communicate yeah. your needs and your desires. So mm-hmm. giving those direct and uh indirect cues to your significant other.
0: Yeah. We have a we have a responsibility to each of us in relationship has a responsibility to communicate our needs. Yes, our partner can hone their nervous system and become sensitized and pick up on our indirect, subtle cues, but we can't always just rely on that. It's our responsibility to learn how to communicate our needs in a way that is digestible to our partner. So communication is fucking everything. Inside and outside the bedroom. And when I talk to women and men, mostly women though, who is, who reaches out to me, um, most of the problems in relationship come down to communication, not communicating enough. Usually over communication is not the problem, not communicating enough or communicating in a way that your partner cannot easily absorb, digest and do something with. So it's not productive. Yeah. So this is a huge thing. And so when communication is lacking or stifled for any reason, the relationship can and likely will suffer. So especially as it you know relates to sex, we can't hold back communication from our partner inside or outside the bedroom. We each have to take responsibility for our communication and the energy behind it, whether it's actually about the sexual connection Or simply that you're having a rough day, it's important to share and not expect our partner to read our mind. Like that's real maturity in relationship is letting your partner in on when you might be navigating something difficult or you're just having a low or down day, then they know that they can show up for you in a different way. Maybe it's not sexual intercourse that day. Maybe it's, you know, a few more minutes of cuddling in bed and they can respond to that communication um but we we have to offer it if we want actual production like productive action to be taken and so holding back for whatever reason is just going to lead to eventual resentment and distance stemming from an unfulfilling sex life often each one of us speaking about chase and i um as it relates to sex we will have open communication like if we're feeling it like, hey, I don't know what you got going this afternoon, but I'd love to connect with you. Mm-hmm. That way it just it, it can just like get on the radar of your partner. If you're feeling that, if you want sexual connection that day, um, feel free to like just throw it out there. Totally. And especially if it's coming from the woman and you've never done this to your guy. Oh, man, that might like light him up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. Okay, you may have never done this, but next time you brush your teeth, turn your toothpaste tube over and take a look at the ingredient list. You'll probably see things like sodium fluoride, or sodium lauryl sulfate, or sorbitol, or artificial colors like blue dye number one. These are major hormone and gut disruptors. Do you see glycerin in the ingredient list? That's made from GMO vegetable oil, my love. It's toxic to your cells and actually blocks your saliva from doing its job in mineralizing your teeth. As a registered dental hygienist and lover of true holistic health, I quit using commercial toothpaste and dental products a long time ago. They just do not meet high standards for long-term health, no matter what seal you see stamped on the front of the tube. The ingredient list doesn't lie. If a product is going into my mouth and into my body multiple times a day, every day, in my opinion, it should be clean, reliable, and free of hormone disruptors and gut irritants, which is why Chase and I have completely made the switch over to Living Libations dental products. They are packed with ancient healing herbs, gentle oils, and alkaline buffers. Our favorite is the Neem Alkalinizing Toothpaste. Only a tiny dot is needed, but you'll feel your whole mouth come alive as it breaks up bacteria colonies that cause bad breath while keeping your saliva alkaline, which is essential for a healthy mouth. Not to mention your teeth will feel super smooth and polished. To try for yourself, go to livinglibations.com and use the code MEDICIN, M-E-D-I-C-I-N, for a nice discount. They have a wide variety of products to choose from and amazing customer service if you have any questions on which product is right for you. When we know better, we can do better. And now, you know. Cheers, boo.
1: again as without so within if you're able to communicate what you need which both men and women have the right to communicate what they want and mm-hmm. what they need in relationship and in the bedroom um you got to communicate it and mm-hmm. that's a, that's the same thing if you're able to tell your partner what you want in life yeah in your day in your relationship in your family where you want to live what you want to eat what you want to do the projects that you have you have a right to take part in those things But you need to communicate that if you're able to do that in life, it's going to show up in the bedroom, which is, hey, I want to be on top. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to have sex longer. Hey, I want I get really turned on when you do the following. Mm -hmm. You have the right to communicate that. And and so speaking to men or or to masculine, the masculine essence, um, I think it's tough in the landscape of our world um, sometimes as there's a lots of like walking on eggshells. It's really not an era of like what men want. Cause men have gotten a lot of what they want for a long, 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 long time. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't have a seat at the yeah, table to communicate right. their needs, Absolutely. especially in the sexual arena. So <clears throat> as we talk about sex all day, which is again, less about sex and more about the energy of masculine and feminine, uh, exchange throughout the course of the day, guys communicate what you want in life tell her not as an order or a uh, like you're her boss tell her what you want from a place of love from a place of balance while being grounded the feminine and this is just the way that it works not woman man necessarily but the feminine will allow leadership from the masculine when she knows it's from a safe and trustworthy place Mm -hmm. don't order her around request and speak to what you need Mm -hmm. if she if she or the feminine knows this applies for women too you you might have to sit in your masculine to communicate what exactly you want to your man if the feminine knows you're coming from a place of balance and authenticity and with the goal of the benefit of the relationship your your success your happiness your fulfillment if we're talking about sex it's your pleasure they will understand and so communicate Mm -hmm. from a place of love not from a place of I'm trying to get an orgasm. I'm yeah. trying to make money. I'm trying to go on a vacation, but from a place of this will enliven my spirit. Yeah. This will n- be a nutrient for my well-being. Mm-hmm. This will fulfill my thirst of whatever. And so from that place, you have every right to communicate your wants, desires, needs uh, when yeah. it, when it truly is co-creative. And
0: I think, most men like most men out there are really good men and they want to love their woman well or their partner well they want to provide like how many times have you heard from men whether it be in movies or just real life or whatever and it's like just I just want her to be happy yeah I just don't know how to I just don't know how to do that yeah and so I think that men want to know They want to know what women want and outside the bedroom, if we get into, if we're practicing the act of sharing with our partner, what we would love or what we would love more of just in life for dinner or what you want to do this weekend or what show you want to watch. Like women have stuffed down their feelings and their desires and their needs. For way too long. I'm not saying every woman, but we we need to step out of that, and we need to provide information to our partner so that they they know what is truly going to make us happy, what we're really craving in that moment, whatever we're talking about. So as you share this with your partner more, you will you you're priming your nervous system again to be able to share that in a more intimate. And vulnerable yeah. way inside the bedroom, and you know I think that there's nuance to the conversation of communicating our needs because it's not, hey I want this mother effort and you better give it to me or else like that's not balanced that's not conscious that's like tyrannical, um, so when in doubt if this is you and you've been suppressing your needs desires wants whether it's in your dating relationship or in your marriage or just friendships or whatever, this is a really helpful phrase. Hey, you know what I would love right now? Or you know what I would love more of? It's a way that communicates to your partner that there's something that you'd love, that you're you're thinking about, that would really light you up or that that you would want more of. Instead of... I want this, or I want that. Like everything is, it's communication, yes, but it's also the energy that you bring to it. So again, that also translates to the bedroom, um, as within, so without. Um, And I I have to say this, I know we're talking about sex all day and talking about practices outside the bedroom, but this is something that I felt like I couldn't go without saying in this episode, um, as it pertains to communicating our needs and what we love or want more of or don't don't want more of. Um, I think too many women get in the habit of not sharing their sexual needs or fantasies or desires, or even like, that's uncomfortable for me. Um, (laughs) So it, it can like be either like you're uncomfortable, you don't know how to share, or Uh, You don't want to hurt your man's feelings because, you know, he's working really hard down there and you don't want to squash his dreams or whatever. You don't want to burst his bubble, but you're doing yourself and the relationship a disservice if you don't give feedback in a, in a, in a loving way, of course. So otherwise, like in the, in the instance of if something is uncomfortable, like I'm talking about during the act of sex, if something is uncomfortable you need to share or otherwise you'll you'll just be thinking about the pain and not the pleasure and he will have no idea. But I will say if it's a matter of preferences or fantasies, I think it's best not to give that feedback during the act of sex. If it's just a matter of like, I like this, I don't like that. Um, personally, I'd rather not direct you in the bedroom <clears throat> when it comes to preference if it's not something that's like urgent or uncomfortable I'd rather share in a way of like, OMG, I loved when you did X, Y, Z, you know what I would love more of something like that when you're like, you know, it's an hour after you've had sex, you know, it's, you're just talking about the exchange. Um, It can be something like that where you're still giving feedback, but you can kind of cushion it with like, Ooh, I loved when you did blank. Um, If it's a matter of preference and you don't know how to start the conversation, you can try the want, will, won't list from our sex coach friend, Alexa. And I'll have a link in the show notes. This is a list of like all the sex acts that you could ever imagine. And it's kind of fun just to go through it with your partner and be like, I don't want to do this. I would do this. Or I, you know, I love this. Like if you are uncomfortable in that, this is a kind of a fun exercise. And again, this is all coming back to communicating our needs. I know we're talking about sex, all day outside of the bedroom but this is something that so many women struggle with I couldn't leave it out there are ways to communicate and we need to communicate to our partner about what goes on in the bedroom
1: absolutely yeah and and having sexual conversations outside of the bedroom to where you can have non-charged feedback feedback exchanges with your significant other about what feels good what doesn't feel good what i'm curious and trying what i'm not curious in trying um it's super at, healthy if you're,
0: if you're the masculine lead the conversation yeah say ask her so how did how did it how did that feel, feel? how, how did was that me- yeah we was do, there we- anything that you would want more of or was there anything that i could do differently or whatever just invite open it up open yeah. up the conversation be the leader of course she can do that too but um, you know, as the masculine, you can you can. Yeah. Lead if that you conversation, show that it's safe.
1: Yeah. By presenting that conversation. Uh, if you show that it's safe, you're going to unearth truths from her heart.
0: Yes. exactly. For sure.
1: Super good. Um, OK, that was being able to communicate, which is essentially lovingly communicating your needs and desires outside of the bedroom such that it translates into sexual communication in the act Mm -hmm. last practice for having sex all day uh this one is one that's just it's almost like a hack it is simple but make eye contact baby Mm -hmm. i'm going to tell you right now if you make eye contact during sex changes the game Mm -hmm. like eye contact is beautiful and amplifies the entire sexual experience it really turns it from physical to spiritual in in so many ways soul connection and so why we call why we suggest this to be a sex all day practice outside of the bedroom is that because it can be a little bit uncomfortable to stare at somebody in the eyes and be seen (laughs) by somebody staring at you in the eyes (laughs) so if you want to have that amplifying experience inside of the bedroom gotta practice it outside of the bedroom absolutely it is window to the soul they allow you to connect and empathize Mm -hmm with your partner in a way that is really unlike anything else that we have, uh, without using drugs. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. And allowing, I mean, you said this, allowing yourself to be fully seen can be scary. Yeah, It's disarming. I mean, we've gone through practices, ceremonies, you know, different gatherings with people or whatever. And the first thing to break down barriers that maybe the facilitator will guide people in is walk around the room and make direct eye contact with every single person you walk by. It is absolutely disarming. But after that comes the intimacy because intimacy can only happen when there's vulnerability. So being seen can feel very disarming and vulnerable, but that's where the juicy intimacy lives once we get past that. And really like we all want to be fully seen and fully accepted Flaws and all and making eye contact during the day while your partner is talking, you know, in other acts, you are communicating to your partner, you are important, I see you, you are worthy of my time and my attention.
1: Totally. Yeah, you know, speaking to the masculine, this is eye gazing and staring into your partner's eyes is energetic penetration. If you can hold the stare without discomfort, needing to get away, uh, feeling awkward, this is a great hint that you're going to make it in the bedroom, man. This is vulnerability. The eyes cannot bullshit. Mm -hmm. We have a ton of stuff in our life that can cover us. We may be, you know, our bodies are quite vulnerable, so we cover them with clothes. Um, We can wear makeup. We can wear hats. You can't bullshit your eyes. I mean, there's really not a whole lot that you can do with your eyes. It is vulnerability. And if you have crap inside yourself, the stare will be hard to maintain. Yeah. If she can't continue to make eye contact with you as you stare into her eyes, it might mean she may not be it might mean she's not ready to open or mm-hmm. receive. That's okay. Keep the stare and focus on providing safety. Communicate with your eyes. Hey, you are safe here. You're safe with me. I want to see you. Mm-hmm. And I can hold this space. Yeah. That when it's practiced outside of the sexual dynamic, when it's applied inside of the bedroom, will take the sexual experience from physical to something beyond. You will lose track of your body, your penis, and your vagina, <laughs> and you'll be so into the sacred union mm-hmm. of the sexual experience, it really will take it to another level.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> laughed when you said. <laughs> If you have crap inside yourself, (laughs) it might be hard. (laughs) It's true. You got crap in there. Um, Yeah, as the feminine, specifically, you know, everyone, like I said, every human wants to be seen, fully seen and fully accepted. But as the feminine looking at the masculine, the masculine craves respect and admiration. And he will appreciate your undivided attention. I know everyone does, of course, but, but I think the masculine absorbs it in maybe a different way than the feminine does. And I know just personally, when I am not engaged and looking at your face, when you're speaking to me, if I'm distracted or I'm, you know, answering a DM or whatever, you don't feel as much of that respect admiration and attention and eventually if that goes on for long enough distance starts to take place and that's not what I want and so you know this is something that it's there's so much in the world to distract us but like you and me this here our connection our relationship is of utmost importance to me and so I want to make sure I'm doing everything I can to really water that and nurture that relationship and this is such a tiny thing but it's such a big thing and we say that all the time do the small things like they are big things and there will be fewer big things so you know something else too like I love making eye contact with you just like from across the room or like I'll be working at my desk and you'll be in the kitchen and I'll just be watching you like make your drink or your coffee or whatever. And we'll lock eyes for a second. And I just I don't even have to say anything. Sometimes I'll just like smile Mm -hmm. just like a soft smile. And in my heart, what I'm feeling is I love my life with you. Mm. And that's what I want to transmit to you. And it's just a soft smile, but and sometimes I say that too. Sometimes I actually verbally say it, but I know you feel it when I, you know, when I just, um, transmit it through my eyes and my smile. And this is like nutrient dense nectar for the masculine who at his essence really just mostly wants to provide for the people he loves. And, I am happy to give you that feedback with a soft smile and locking eyes with you and um, just a, a lightness to my energy that's like, oh man, this life is so good with you. Totally. Because I know that that's something that you work really hard at is to to add to our life and to provide the the structure structures for us to. Have fun and be able to do all the things that we do. And, and you wear that. You hold that responsibility, liability. Not all on your own, of course. But I know you do more so than I. Mm. So I'm I'm happy to give you that feedback whenever I can.
1: I love it. It is freaking nutrition <laughs> for me. So, yeah. I love yeah. that so much. And I love you. I love you too. All right, guys. That is five ways of practicing sex all day. Number one, slow down don't be in a rush Two, engage and activate each other's bodies physically through indirect sexual touch three be present pay attention to direct and indirect cues four lovingly communicate your needs and desires and five make eye contact baby let's go
0: love it yeah
1: that's great before we go i gotta know what My love is your medicine today.
0: Mm. Mm. My medicine today was our Thursday date. Even though it was cloudy and a little misty and we obviously had a very full day. We all of our days are very full. Um, I just love that we both take the time out of our busy day to date each other and spend time together. And we went to coffee and I got a mushroom cacao chai Mm. and we walked to the beach and sat there, even though it was like lightly raining on us. Um, But just the the time and the the quality um, connection with you in something as simple as just sitting on the beach and sipping coffee or sipping a drink. Um, I just, Yeah, that's, that's definitely my medicine today. And then it was just fun. We just, it just felt flirty and fun and, um, light and, uh, yeah, it was great.
1: Yeah. No, I was going to say the same thing. Um, it was our Thursday. We have been traveling and so we missed Thursday, uh, when we're on the road. And so it was really great to get back and we've got such busy calendars, like crazy busy. It was not rational to take an hour and a half out of our day to go to coffee. Um, and it was raining so every reason was telling us not to but i just felt like fuck that we need to carve out time yeah. to walk the walk and talk the talk uh because yeah. you got to keep dating each other you got to keep prioritizing and pushing off even work uh for yeah. the relationship and so yep that was uh just uh, a blast and it was like vintage classic um iconic thursday date mm-hmm. so it was awesome
0: yeah, and, and you know, speaking to that, like, epic, amazing, fulfilling, vital, steamy partnership that lasts, you know, for 50, 60, 70 years, isn't made in the big, grandiose gestures of like, hey, I surprised you with a trip to Paris. Yeah, that's great. Would love that. Cool. But there's so many more opportunities for these small, seemingly small moments of connection that really, they're like the mycelium, like growing in the ground mm-hmm. in the soil. They're tiny, they're filamental. They're like one cell <laughs> thick, but there's so much opportunity. You can fill the soil of your yeah. relationship. Oh, it's yeah. not big honking roots. It's tiny microfilaments. Yeah. And doing things like this, like Thursdays, are these micro moments, these microfilaments that just nourish our soil, baby.
1: Microfilaments, baby. (laughs) I didn't know what that (laughs) word meant, but I do now. (laughs) Love it. You are my Uh, (laughs) microfilament. And so is everybody listening. I was
0: trying to (laughs) have a special moment. Now you're making fun of me. That's good.
1: All All right, right, everybody.
0: Thanks for hanging with us today and listening. If you loved it, give it a share and let us know what you thought. We would love to hear from you and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Go spread some light. Okay. bye. Bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Mimi underscore the medicine to learn more about our favorite health products, foods, and supplements we discuss on here, along with the discounts, visit themedicine.com forward slash medicine cabinet, or just check the show notes for this episode until next time. Cheers, boo.